Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for the praise that have been, the prayers that have been prayed. And we thank you for an opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we come to your word, we ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our hearts, that we will grow thereby and that we will be like mighty oaks next to the rivers of living water. We thank you and we bless your name for this day. For you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and there is nothing higher than you. And that the name of Jesus, that every knee shall bow and the tongue confess. We thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We are into our second episode of our series entitled, The Fruit of the Spirit. And my... Opening thought for today is maturity in faith produces patience. Maturity in faith produces peace. I said patience. But now let's change it. Let's say it one more time so we can say it right. Maturity in faith produces peace. Maturity in faith produces peace. When we started off last week with episode number one, we talked about the subtitle being the imperfect path. Because we as humans have a propensity to fall short of God's glorious standard. And because of that very reason, we seem to keep slipping up. But God has provided us the spirit which will lead us and guide us. To all truth. And because of that very thing that we can have these production or have this production of fruit that is synonymous with the character of God. This week, episode number two, our subtitle is called Peace Be With You. Now this can be said in one or two ways. Peace be with you or you can say it to yourself. Peace be with me. Because we want peace to be with us in everything and in every situation. So let's look at some definitions. The first definition that we want to look at today is called product, uh, fruit, which means production. That which is produced. The second definition is spirit, which is the third person in the Trinity. The third definition is peace. Peace is the freedom from agitation or disturbance by the passions, as from fear, terror, anger, anxiety, or the like. Quietness of mind, tranquility, calmness, quiet of conscience. That is peace. Faith. Faith is, it's acting like it is so, even when it's not so, in order that it may be so, simply because God said so. That's my long-range mentor, Dr. Tony Evans, says that. It's acting like it is so, even when it's not so, in order that it may be so, simply because God said so. That is faith. Let's I got a couple of, you might want to write down, because we got a couple of scriptures we're going to do today. 
Our foundation scripture is found in Galatians, the fifth chapter, starting at verse number 22. And it says this, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. Then we're going to jump over to Philippians, the fourth chapter, starting at verse number five. Philippians, the fourth chapter, verse number five. It says this, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there be any excellence, if there be anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Let's jump over to the Old Testament, one of my foundation scriptures. I had to throw it in there. Isaiah, the 26th chapter. Verse number three, Isaiah 26 chapter, verse number three. And it says this, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And verse four says, trust in the Lord forever for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. And now I have a story in John, the 14th chapter, that I want us to review. Starting in John 14, verse number 21. It says this. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not a scared said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but the father who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask it to fall upon the good soul of our heart in Jesus' name. Amen. We see in this uh, situation in John, the 14th chapter, he starts off the 14th chapter by saying, 
Let not your hearts be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me, because in my house I have many mansions. And if I go before you, I'm going to bring you back to myself. But as he's going along and preparing the disciples for this situation that he's getting ready to go through, that they were always in his presence and they were always around him and they always felt safe with him. Now the time is coming that he has to go away. And that this time he wants them to understand that the peace that you have with me now will never go away. It will always be with you. In fact, the Holy Spirit is coming to validate that you have the peace because you are walking according to my word. And the peace in the old in the old testament is called shalom, which means peace that is not only peace from conflict, not only peace from agitation, peace from all these negative things, but a emotional and spiritual peace. It talks about being whole and complete in God. So shalom, which we hear said all the time, it then in the Greek, the word is irene. And irene means the same thing as shalom. It's just a Greek version of it. In fact, it was this, it's this, this irene is the same proclamation that was made by the angels when they talked to the shepherds and they told them to have peace for unto them is born a child in the city of David and the poor little shepherds got to be the first ones to go and recognize the savior of the world so irene means it's this it's a national state of tranquility it's a Peace between individuals and uh, uh, it's this tranquil state of your soul that's assured in salvation through Christ. There is a song that says that peace, uh, not a song, there is a, there was a person who's, who uh, in a uh, movie they said that they always have peace with them. And the person said, what? You always got peace with you? And they said, yes. Right. And they reached in their purse and pulled out their pistol yes. and said, peace, be still. And they was holding up their pistol. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about having the potential of assaulting someone with a weapon. We are talking about this this absence of fear and turmoil. We're talking about the absence of pain and, and, and grief. Well, not the absence of pain and grief. Pain and grief is there, but the intensity of the pain and the grief is not overwhelming you. You are walking through it knowing that God is with you in the midst of that situation. Right, right. So we could be filled with sadness and still possess a, a wonderful sense of God being with us in the midst of the situation. That is why we pray every Sunday that for those that are going through grief, that God will come in and comfort them. And that's how peace comes in. Peace lets you know that even though that loved one is gone, that God is still with you and you still have a life that you need to live. 
What happens is sometimes some people grieve so uh, distraughtly that they end up not wanting to live any longer because they don't have peace. They don't have tranquility. They don't have rest in their mind, their soul, and their body. And so they are wrestling with these emotions and, and not allowing God to come in and to help them to maneuver through the emotions. Because the one thing that I have learned about God is that either he's taking you out of a storm, he is either taking you through the storm, or he's positioning you to go through a storm. Now, why would God allow you to go through a storm? Because the storm allows us to see that God is with us in all things. Now, some of y'all are going to email me and say, well, why would God put us through a storm? Because the storm is what makes us more dependent. And the storm also shows us that we ain't got it all together like we thought we did. All right. When the storm comes, everything that ain't battered down begins to be battered up. And you'll be walking, wondering why the, the, the windows are breaking and all because the house was not solid in a firm foundation. And it allows you to see that there's some improvements that I need to make. I remember one day when um, I was uh, heading back home. We were in uh, Louisiana at the time. We were heading home. And uh, my lovely bride was not acting right. And so I was not in the happiest of moments. And she said, don't you think we should pray before we get on the road? And, um, and I said, all right, I'll pray. And I said, Lord, give me patience as we travel down this road to deal with people that don't listen. Give me the peace. To deal with them folks that just want to aggravate us. And I said, and then my, my wife, beautiful and lovely as she is, she said, do you, you know the Bible says that the trying of our faith worketh patience. And then I was even more mad because that meant I was getting ready to go through some more. And she talked to me the whole, uh, no, she didn't. But we just had a good, but the thing is, when you ask God for something, it's not like you just get it all of a sudden. There's a process that you go through in order to achieve it. And usually the process deals with whatever it is that you're asking God for. So if you ask God for more peace, guess what comes? Turmoil, pain, grief. And God is taking you through it so that he can show you and help reveal to you how strong you truly are. Because sometimes we don't think we're that strong. But then when you got Jesus standing beside you, when you know that he's with you and he's keeping you, you can buck your chest up a little bit higher because folks ain't going to mess with you. And that's why in, in Isaiah, the 26th chapter, in the third verse, we hear this, that w w if we keep our mind locked on him, he'll keep us in this mature peace. You know, one of the things I've, I've learned also is the fact that there ain't a lot of old, older, oh, let me just say, there ain't a lot of seasoned folks that get up uh, upset a lot. You, you, you ain't upsetting my peace. You ain't messing with my peace. And you can do the craziest thing and say, you ain't, you ain't upsetting my peace. You not mad? No, I ain't mad. That's you. But now, if you'd have looked at them 30 years before that, 
They'd have been like Donald Duck, quacking and whacking and ready to fight somebody. But what happens over time as you mature, you learn that the things that are taking away your peace ain't really worth taking away your peace. I want my peace to keep me so that I can stay centered, so that I can stay focused, that I can hear the voice of God speaking to me so that I know how to deal with this situation. So one, that's why that is one of my personal foundational scriptures of uh, Isaiah 26 and 3, because it says if I kind of if I kind of take this mind of mine and I keep focusing on God, that he will provide me perfect peace that mature peace because I'm trusting in him. And then it also goes on to tell us that he is a rock forever. He is solid. And if you operate according to his word like Jesus said in John the 14th chapter if you continue to focus on the word and the things that he has commanded us that we will have a peace not the peace that the world gives us because the peace that the world wants to give us is a peace that is a, 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 a separation or a cessation of conflict but God is talking about this inner peace inside of you you have a peace and in you, you walk in peace. And I ain't talking about the peace like the movie. I'm not talking about you walking around with a weapon so that you can make sure folks leave you alone. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a tranquility of mind and spirit. There is a story of a man by the name of Horatio Safford who, back in those days, he... Uh, we traveled by ships from one direction to another, and he had a meeting. Him and his family were going to America, but they they couldn't go together, so he had to send his family forward. The ship that his family was on ended up uh, sinking, and all his family was just was uh, killed in that situation. And he got on the boat, and as he's heading toward America, he started evaluating his life. And he realized that he still felt tranquil. He still felt peace in himself, even though he was grieving for his family. And then he penned a song that we still sing today. It says, when peace like a river attendeth my way, and when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well. I'm going to say it one more time. It is well with my soul. The second verse, he says, though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, lest this blessed assurance control. That Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. Verse number three says, Oh, my, uh, my sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh, my soul. Oh, Lord, haste the day when my faith shall be sight. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. 
The trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend. Even so, it is well with my soul. And y'all know that y'all and heard the, 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 uh, the refrain. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. So even in the midst of this disastrous thing, we get him to write something that even resonates with us hundreds of years later because we all go through something. We all have something on our minds, something that's trying to take away our ability to have peace. But God has, by the Holy Spirit, has pushed us into a position whereby we can trust him, him only, and we know that we can depend on him. That's another song. Because we have to realize that God is working all of this out to perfect us into the image of his dear son, to provide us with peace, peace that passes our ability to comprehend it. Why? Do I feel so tranquil in the midst of that? Because the peace of God that passes all understanding is ruling, taking authority of my heart, which is my center, and my mind, which is the dwelling place for my emotions and my thoughts. And when we allow God to come in and to do those things, we realize that it's going to be okay. That it's going to be all right. Although it's topsy and turvy, it's going to be all right. I keep thinking, every time I think about this, I think about a little uh, bubble. I see a bubble with a person in it, and it's got gyroscopes, so it keeps them balanced, and they're just on the water, and the water's bouncing all around. But because of the gyroscopes, He's just sitting in there just bouncing and just moving along the water. Now, the water could be all kinds of craziness, and he could go under the water, above the water, whatever, but he's just balanced. Just balanced. No matter what's going on around him, it's not adversely affecting him. It's just moving him on across the ocean. And, the word, and when that word picture came to my mind, I said, that's how we should be thinking. I'm resting in God, and he's going to keep me balanced. Even though what looks like going on around me even presents itself as this tidal wave that's going to overshadow me. And it may appear to overshadow me, but next thing I know, bloop, I'm back on top. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? How things will work us and cause us to fear, but God will be with us. He'll show us that it was nothing to fear at all. When I was growing up in my little uh, town, at the top of our street, we had uh, some friends, and our friends had a little dog named Chico. Chico was a little old chihuahua. Now, if you know anything about chihuahuas, those are some mean dogs. They just seem to be upset about everything. Well, anyway, we would be playing, and Chico would come to the, to the edge and... So everybody be like, okay, let's move, let's move, let's move. Well, one day we were playing, and my friend uh, Vic had grabbed an apple and threw it at Chico. And it busted right in front of Chico, and Chico took off running. And we was like, 
That dog, a big old scaredy cat, done had us running down, down the street and all this stuff. And so that is the same thing. Things will come to us like Chico and be barking at us, making us think that it's going to do something to us. But all it is is making noise. And when we allow the Spirit of God to operate through us and say, you need to cut out all that noise. And then we see the dog just run off. And, and that's how it goes. You're hearing that. Because he done got scared and realized that we understand the facade that they were presenting before us. And so this is the power that we have. And that's why it's important for us to have a mature faith as we increase, as we get understand the power of the faith that's within us. That is looking at things that are not so as if they be so because God says so. We're moving like it's happening. We're acting like it's happening, even though it hasn't happened. Why? Because we believe that God is going to cause us to grow into what he wants us to be and to operate in the tranquility of peace. Y'all ever seen them commercials? I know you've seen it. Where the kids are out, the whole house is towed up, and the kids is banging on the bathroom door. And then they cut into the bathroom, and the mother's sitting in a big old bubble bath, eating her some chocolate cookies, just sitting there chilling. And she'd be like, I'll be out in a minute. Now, it had to be a whole lot of minutes because the house is totally tore up. But she's in this peaceful, blissful state, not worrying about what's going on. I'll handle that later on. But right now, I just need to be in this blissful state. And sometimes that's what we have to do. We have to look at our situation and say, you know what? I'm not going to deal with you right now. I'm going to go over here, I'm going to rest in God, and then we're going to come back and we're going to deal with each other. I, well, I'm going to deal with you, you're not going to do nothing to me. But we have to have this mindset that I can acquire this peace, I can walk in this peace, this tranquility, this seemingly not upset about anything, but walking through it knowing that I have victory in the end. If you was finna fight somebody, and they was twice your size, they had big old muscles in all their body, and you walked up to them, and you said boo, and they did like Chico the dog and just ran off, you'd be like, why was I so nervous? Why was I, and that's how God wants us, there's nothing in this world that can overcome you when you are resting in God. I don't care how big it looks. I don't care how bad his breath smell. I don't care how bad his body smell. Whatever it is, it is not greater than the God that is operating in you. So we want to operate in the power of peace. Why? Because it gives us the tranquility. It gives us the mindset. It gives us the ability to go through it with no worries. Oh, that's another song. Hakuna Matata. All right. When we started off, our opening thought was this. Maturity and faith produces peace. 
My final thought. Peace is a byproduct of living and following closely after Jesus as led by Holy Spirit. Peace is a byproduct of living and following closely after Jesus as led by Holy Spirit. He said if we attend to his words, if we walk in the power of his commandments, guess what? We will have peace because he will love us and provide us with a helper. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, then we have a little complication that we need to overcome. Because in order for you to receive the peace that we've been talking about, you need to have the access to the door by which you can access this level of peace. Accessing this peace is not a difficult nor hard thing. Because the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord... Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified. And with the mouth one confesses and is saved. And everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God's desire is for you to walk in the fullness that he has for you. If you are not walking according to God's glorious standard, then that means you are operating in sin, which is the result of which is death. But God has provided you the gift of his son, Jesus Christ, accepting what he's done for you. And then you will have eternal life. Our desire for you today is to choose life. Now, this is the other thing. This is not an individual's event, but it's a team sport. So if you made that decision today, what we want you to do is let us know you made that decision so that we can come alongside you and assist you along this journey. You can email us at info at godshousecc.com or you can text us at 864-920-0100. We will come alongside you no matter where you are in the world and assist you along this journey. Well, friends and family, that's it for episode number two. Peace be with you. We want you to have that tranquility of resting in God. Next week, we're going to go into episode number three. And episode number three is going to be what I tell you next week when you join us. So that you know what is going to be happening next week. And with that being said, until next week. God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name. Amen.